Good evening, everybody. Thank you so much for coming. It's so nice to see everyone. I want to open up tonight. Tonight we're going to be delving into um, the three prayers we pray a day. Shachar Smincha Mayrev, really Mayrev Shachar Smincha, because the day starts from the night, as is stated in the Torah in the beginning, in Parsh Beresh, when HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world. First was evening, then was morning. The day starts from the night. And if you look in the Sidurim, the prayer books, the um, when they have many times by, by the holidays, they'll have the same the same prayer that we do three times, but both by Shachar, both by Mincha. And Mayrev, it starts from Mayrev, Shachar, Mincha. The first prayer is the evening prayer. So we're going to go into a little bit that, how that works, how that was started. We, we spoke last week how each one of those was instituted by a different one of our forefathers, Shachars by Avram, Mincha by Yitzchok, afternoon prayer, and the evening prayer was by Yaakov Avinu, by our forefather Yaakov. But all these weeks we've been talking about prayer as being a means of a relationship, talking to God. God listening to us, creating really not just doing it as a ritual, but really creating a relationship. Not it just being words that we say, but rather a conversation. Which is all tremendous. And what what is the result of that? The result of that is that we begin to live not as observant Jews, rather as living Jews. That if everything is alive, everything is real, everything is actual, everything is we own it. And we end up living our life with, with Hashem. Not just as a separate entity, God forbid, but as, as one, one whole. One whole. We, we, we connect. And I want to share with you a story that happened today, a few hours ago, a number of hours ago, which for me personally, drove that point home again in a very, very meaningful way. So, here in our community, we have a, we call Hever Kadisha, one of the services we offer, as I say, from cradle to grave and everything in between. So, from the cradle, when the baby is born, right, we have whatever the family needs, we're available to help. And um, whether it's meals for the mother, things like that. And throughout life, weddings, bambitzvahs, you name it, we're here for you. But then, of course, there's a time, a time when people pass away. And that also requires proper, proper treatment, proper conduct at such a time. And we have what we call the Hebra Kadisha, something that's existed in communities for hundreds of years, all the way back to the times of Moshe Rabbeinu. Even before, we, later on we learn in Parshat Vayechi, Hayakim Avinu asked his son Yosef to make sure to bury him in, near his forf- near his ancestors in Eretz Yisrael, the land of Israel. Something very noble. It's a very, very, uh, it's, a, it's a tremendous act of kindness. And um, this morning we got a call. From, from someone, an acquaintance of mine whose mother passed away at a ripe old age, the age of 93, 
She passed away 9 a.m. 9 a.m. this morning. And generally, by, by Jews, it's very important that we, we try to bury as fast as possible. So we, it's a, the faster the, the offer, we believe, offer out of offer Tashav were made from earth. And the body is, come, is made up of earth. That's where the word Adam comes from. Offer men Adama. Adam, a man, a person, a human being, I should say. It's created, the body is made up of, of earth. Dust you, dust you are, to dust you shall return. The faster the body goes into the ground after the soul leaves it, the better it is. And we do many things to ensure that that happens. I know a family who the, the father passed away, was I think it was Thanksgiving, and all the cemeteries were, it's a, it's a holiday, so the, the less staff, it costs more, and instead of waiting for the next day when it would have been for them much cheaper, they did it that day. They paid a tremendous amount of money just to have the, their father buried that day. In any event, this is 9 a.m. until everything is signed, which, which was very, very smooth, actually. Also not to be taken for granted. It was around 10 a.m. And at that point, it doesn't always happen that you are able to... Um, Make sure that the grave is open on time and all everything should uh, should fall into place. Thankfully, today everything went really, really, really smooth, and it was really it was tremendously amazing. And the funeral was scheduled for two thirty this afternoon. Two thirty this afternoon in the cemetery. Okay. So, Long Island, forty-five minutes. To an hour drive, gave yourself some extra time, and we're on the road. Pick up another rabbi, a colleague of mine, and we were we were going. Belt Parkway, Southern State, and throughout the road there was traffic, but it was traffic that I've in all the years going to the cemetery I haven't sat so long in traffic on on, on this on this road. It was very, very long. And but it was interesting. We didn't know where the traffic was coming from. And it was like open, close, open, close, traffic, no traffic, traffic, no traffic. In a very bizarre way. As if it was like there was like someone was was telling us, you have to come at this time, not at the time you think. And I see the time is going. The ETA is getting later and later. Fifteen minutes, twenty minutes, half an hour, forty-five minutes. We got to the cemetery exactly an hour late. Instead of 2.30, 3.30. And I am, I never came so late to the funeral. I feel bad. The family's waiting. Now, another very important thing that we, that we try to have is to have a minion. A quorum of 10 men to be able to say the Kaddish. Which in and of itself is a tremendous thing. You know, people refer to Kaddish as the mourner's prayer. But why is it the mourner's prayer? Because Yitzchadav Yitzchadash Merabah Kaddish is a declaration that the name of God should be exalted in the world. The fact that a mourner, after losing such a close relative, is able to express such a desire, such an expression of faith, is, is a tremendous thing. And that is a, uh, that, that in and of itself is a tremendous merit for the deceased, that the, that the people that are left over... Children, their relatives, 
are people that continue, you know, that that strong faith that they have left them over, which has been passed down to us from generation to generation, and it's a very, very, very important. Not always is it possible. Not always does it happen. And obviously, it's always you know when you have people around, it's a it's a comfort to the soul when when they're being escorted on their final journey by close family, friends, and as the Jewish nation, we're all related. We're all one. We're all part of each other. We're one body. Unfortunately, today we thought more people would come. To make a long story short, we were at the cemetery. It was six. Six men. No minion. The son was was a little. The son of the deceased was obviously sad. He wanted to give his mother. He really tried so hard to do, you know, not to wait a day, to do it right away, to do the right thing. And that was the right thing to do. Instead of waiting for more people to bury her as fast as possible. And in composing my thoughts to say at the gravesite, I was a lot of it was going to be on how, you know, to try to encourage, you know, that we did the right thing, and that's that's what counts. But it, it still it hurts, you know. We tried to get a minion together. We was I remember three thirty exactly an hour late. I drive into the cemetery, and here I see a car with five men inside, five Jewish boys. I said, not only exactly, we even have one more. I said, wow, what a hug. What a hug from the Almighty. What a hug. All you got to do is show that you want the right thing. You do the right. You do what you got to do. I'll take care of you. You think you're driving? No, I'm driving. I'm going to make when there's traffic, when there's no traffic, so that you should come exactly at the time that you would bump into those people. A minute earlier, a minute later, they wouldn't have been there already. Exactly to the second. To the second. Tremendous, really, really tremendous. It was, it was, it was such an encouragement, such an encouragement. We did the right. You ended up having everything, and buried her the, the, the same day, and a minion. We ended up davening mincha. Also afterwards, he was able to say kaddish already by mincha. So, so encouraging. Two ways. First of all, we're never alone. You know, Whenever God is always with, whether we, whether we, it's in the open, whether it's not in the Hakadosh Baruch Hu, is always with us. He's holding us. He's leading us. We think we're doing, we're going. He's giving us the opportunity. He's letting us feel. I remember as, as a child, I wanted to walk with the bus stuff myself. And I really wanted it, and some other of my friends wanted. My mother was nervous. I was nine years old at the end of the day, nine, ten years old, crossing Ocean Avenue, a big street. She was afraid to let me go by myself. My grandfather of blessed memory was when he would come visit us around two months a year from Israel. And when he was there, he would bring me to the bus stop. And he had an idea. He was a very wise man. I said, you know what? You go ahead. You go ahead. I'll be behind you. You go. So he's watching me. But at the same time, I feel like I'm going on my own. Just as a side note, as a parent myself, I don't think I would let my kid walk at the walk himself either. Um, but that's a side note. 
Um, and I'll say, what do we think? I'm walking, you're walking yourself. You're not walking yourself. He's watching you. He's right there. But you feel, we feel that we're doing, we feel, and sometimes we get caught up. So really, what, what's supposed to, what could happen? Could happen. We could just, oh, you know, like the guy that was looking for a parking spot. God, please help me. I need a parking spot. He sees a parking spot open. God, it's all right. I figured it out. What are you silly? Who gave it to you? It means there's, some, there's, a, there's, a, there's a conversation happening. There's a relationship that we can ask and we can get an answer. We just have to have our ears and eyes open properly with the right glasses to see that answer. And the goal, and, th- and through prayer and th- through strengthening ourselves and and Namuna Bitachan and faith, we, we begin to live and see and really realize and recognize God's hand in every every part of our day. It's tremendous. It's such a it's such an uplifting realization, such an encouraging realization. That in our darkest time, and when we think we're the most alone, there's a plan. There's a plan for everything. They say about a, a tailor. Someone hired a tailor for um, to create an exquisite, exquisite dress, and he gave him the best materials. He everything, the best of the best, the best of the best. And he gave him very specific amounts that it should be enough for the dress, and that's it. A Jewish tailor. Very, very successful. This guy, a very powerful guy. This one that hired him. Had some friends who didn't like the idea that, you know, they were also tailors. And, and, uh, but they weren't as good as the Jewish one. Of course. How could it be otherwise? Um, you know, they'd say about the the, the three Jewish mothers were together. And uh, each each mother was uh, was telling you know, what their what her son became. Her son became a lawyer, a doctor. This one son, my son became a rabbi. They said, "Come on, lady, you couldn't give your son a re- couldn't he become a real? Couldn't you give him a real Jewish education? A lawyer, a doctor. What's a rabbi for a Jewish boy? Uh, Taylor, everything the best, everything the best. Taylor the best, lawyer the best, doctor the best, rabbi. Eh, I don't know." In any event, these other tailors didn't like the idea that this Jew was getting this business, and they tried to to frame him. And when the dress was ready, they came. He came and he showed the dress to his to his client. Exquisite, beautiful, beautiful dress. Unreal. Every detail. These guys, they said, "Listen, we're tailors also, and we can tell you." He gypped you. He ripped you off. He took half of the stuff that you gave him and he used it for, he was, he's going to profit off of it. And I said, yeah? Like that? They always told me these Jews were a bunch of thieves. Called him in. He said, what's this? I said, what? He said, I gave you 10 yards. Whatever, I'm not a tailor, I don't know. And you took half of it. And I took half. Let me show you. He starts unstitching every single stitch that he stitched. What are you doing? I'm an honest man. 
You don't believe me? I'll show you. I'll put it back together afterwards. Don't worry. He unstitched everything. And he showed his client exactly where each and every piece of material went. So you see? Nothing. Whatever you gave me, it's exactly what's here. Not always do we see, not always do we understand. But one thing we know, for when, especially when we have a story like this, it just gives us a little bit of a boost. But every time we wake up in the morning, we have food, we have clothing, everything, we have what we need. And even if not always we have, there's a plan, there's a plan for everything. There's, there's a, we're, be, we're constantly being cared for whatever, not we don't have. We don't always have what we think we need. We realize that, we're not alone. We're being led. We're being guided. We're being held. We're being protected by God Almighty, the one above. And whatever He does is, is, is the best. Perfect. Whether we understand it or not. They asked a, 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 a wise man. They said, hey, hey, he lived there. He was 105 years old. He said, how did you live so long? So I never asked why. You ask why? I'll tell you. Come up. We'll tell you. Never asked why. Faith. And, and to pray really, to pray properly, to create a relationship, we need that faith. We need to understand. We need a, 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 the eyes that look beyond the superficiality, beyond the, the surface. To realize that there is, there is a God. There is a God in this world who guides us, who holds us, who loves us, who protects us and gives us whatever we have. And He wants to hear from us and we, and we can talk to Him. So that's by way of introduction. Now, as we, we've spoken in the past, there are three prayers that we pray a day which correspond also to the services in the, in the Holy Temple. As we know them, Shachras Mincha Mayr, Shachras Mincha, and those are special prayers which are time-sensitive. special times when to pray them, when to say them. And then there is the concept of right, just talking to God and every, 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 everything. Right? You're, making, you're making a pot of food, you're making a pan of food. God, help me that it should... Uh, my recipe? I, I, I did my part. Now you, you're the one that actually makes things happen. Help me. Help that it should come out good. Have a test. And wake up in the morning. God, please give me a good day. Just have that conversation. Talk to him. Talk to him as, as you were to, to someone that you can physically see, to your friend. But today we're going to focus on the three prayers of the day. So we know our sages teach us that each one was instituted by um, by another one of our forefathers. So we're going to say this last week, we'll say it over. The Talmud and Brachas says the following. Itmar, Rabbi Yosi, Rabbi Hanina, Omar, we learned. Rabbi Yosi, the son of Rabbi Hanina, said the following. Tfilois, prayers, always tiknum. Our forefathers have, have um, instituted them. Tanya Kavasid, Rabbi Yosi, Rabbi Hanina, we have another supporting statement from other sages, the same, which says, Avram, Tikin, Tfilos, Shachris, Avram, Avinu, our forefather Abraham instituted the morning prayer. Shenemar, which it says, Vayashkem Avram Baboiker. The Torah tells us in in um, 
in the book of Bereshis, Avram Avinu woke up early in the morning, to the place where he stood, when we stand, tefillah, prayer, is when we stand in front of the king, and the Talmud over there in the commentaries go on to expound and how we know that that was prayer. And also we learn from this verse that it's important to have a special, a specific designated place for, for our prayer. Yitzchak Yitzchak instituted um, the afternoon prayer. As it says in last week's Torah portion, also in the book of Bereshis, when, when um, I'm sorry, two weeks ago, that when Rivka, our, our uh, matriarch Rivka came with Eliezer, the, the, um, the servant of Avram, who brought her as a, to be a, a wife for Yitzchak, after Sarah passed away, they came and they saw Yitzchak going out into the field, to converse in the field towards evening. And as the commentaries explain on that verse, conversation is referring to prayer. Converse, conversing with God. Yaakov, Yaakov, that's in this week's Torah portion, also in the book of Bereshit, he instituted the prayer of the evening prayer. When he came to um, what's today the Temple Mount, and he he stayed the night over there. This word pegia, where he got there, it's also a reference to. Um, to prayer and in the Talmud the, the uh, commentaries and sages expound on how that works out so the question stands did Avram Avinu the, did he only pray the morning prayer as we as was said he that's what he instituted or maybe that's only what he instituted, instituted meaning for all generations, but personally, he did all three. That's just a, uh, why? Because we know that our forefathers kept the, um, the Torah, they kept all the, the commandments even before the Torah was given. And the reason I'm mentioning this here is because it's a fundamental concept in general in service of God. We have mitzvahs. We have commandments that are given to us in the Torah. But what is the the foundation of all that? What is our goal? And this is something that our four that, that's what it means that our forefathers kept the mitzvahs. They they did all the commandments. But what is the, the foundation? Why? Because they were their goal was to do the will of God, to do the will of God in this world, to do what God wants of us. So what does it mean? At the end of the day, what does it mean that that our forefathers instituted these three? And if we if uh, we want to say that they all really prayed 
um, all of them, that it was only instituted, you know, one by Avram, one by Yitzchak, one by Yaakov. What does that mean? So it's very interesting. We know that our three forefathers correspond to different attributes. Avram is kindness. Yitzchak is strength and just justice. More like strict judgment, we'll call it. And Yaakov is Tiferes, which is splendor, and that constitutes both Ches has it, it constitutes both of the previous attributes that we had: Chesed and Gvura, um, kindness and strict judgment. So Shacharis, which was instituted by our forefather Avraham Avinu, is um, corresponding to the attribute of kindness. As it says, the, the Ramelech writes in Tehillim and Psalms, Lahagid In the morning, I shall say your kindness, I shall talk about the kindness of God. And that is the attribute of kindness, which is a very whole discussion in and of itself, how that works, the, the, the attributes, the, the, the characteristics of, of God. Yitzchak was Mincha, Lefnois Erev towards evening. That's a time of day when strict judgment is aroused. Which actually on Shabbos, that switches. That's where the time of, towards evening of the third meal on Shabbos is extremely special and auspicious because that's a time which is more powerful than ever because the strict judgment turned itself over into, into mercy. And um, Yaakov, which is splendor, Tiferes. Is corresponds to is the the evening prayer, which has in it both attributes of both kindness and um, and strict judgment. And another interesting, just allusion to uh, not allusion, like a hint. I'm sorry to to um, to this. What we just mentioned is that every in the words in, in Hebrew, how we write the words of our forefathers, Avraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. Avram the second the second letter of each one corresponds to the to another prayer which each, which that one instituted for the time of day, right? Avram the second the second letter is Beis, which is a uh, which is Boiker the morning, which alludes to the the prayer of the morning. Yitzchak is Tzaharayim. The second letter is Tzadi, which is the Mincha prayer, which is the afternoon prayer. And Yaakov the second letter is Ayin, which is Erev Arvis, which is the evening prayer.